new on CuriosityStream. Have researchers figured out a mathematical formula for success? A clearer understanding of how success happens could lead us to change the rules. Gain a new perspective on getting ahead. It's science of success. And the U.S. won the space race, but not without help from the Nazis. They were just years ahead of us. Meet NASA's rocket scientists of the Third Reich on the moon landing and the Nazis. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Got a new arrangement. I like it. Okay. Okay. I think it's working. So it's definitely right. recording, and it's registering voices. So welcome, right. welcome to our second interview uh, of the Toronto Real Estate Show. Yes. Yeah. We have a drum roll. A drum roll. Uh, so welcome, Mike Mr. Jones. Mike Jones. Mike Jones, mortgage broker extraordinaire. Okay, he's joining us today. He's basically going to tell us he's going to predict the future. He's going to agree with everything that I say and not Daryl. And uh, he's going to let us know exactly uh, what the market's going to do to the day because he just knows that much, right? Oh, geez. <laughs> well, Mike, uh, thanks thanks for joining us. Uh, My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, Mike, Mike's from Centum Core. He's got his own mortgage brokerage. Uh, he's got mortgage agents who work uh, at his company. He's been doing it uh, a long time. I've been working with Mike for well over a decade. Yeah. Any mortgage deals whatsoever, I, I bring to Mike. He's the guy nobody else I trust. And uh, yeah, so we're here at the Toronto Real Estate Show. We just talk a bunch of smack. This is not an interview, but uh, we just talk about things. We pretend like we know what's going on in oh. the economy. We pretend like we know how a bond markets work. That's right. <laughs> but really, I'm the real estate expert. Daryl's the development guy. So we, th we thought we'd talk to someone like you. So what are yeah. you seeing right now in the mortgage market? Well, rates are low. Um, that's always a good start, right? So I think, um, you know, it was funny. I was looking at something this morning just uh, from a meeting I did in early 2020 and just kind of what my, what my predictions were on, on what rates we're going to do, right? Um, and I think based off of what's happened with the global pandemic and everything else, nobody saw that. But I did think rates were going to go down. So, you know, if we were sitting around three... Um, you you thought that before the pandemic that rates should come down. I, I was thinking rates were going to go down what, from where they were. What was January. the rationale there? Um, you know what? Typically, and this is what I always say, is heading into the spring, rates always tend to go down. I think that the spring market gets busier, the banks get more competitive um, for whatever reason, and then as we head towards the fall, rates seem to go up always. Um, so I always tell people heading in, like if they're getting something in February, say they're renewing in January or sorry, in July, and they call me and they say, Hey, my mortgage come up for renewal. Should I do something now? Because the bank lets me do it six months in advance. I tend to always tell them, you know what, wait until you get more into the spring market, March, April. And that's when the banks tend to get a little more competitive. So um, the other reason was, is because they really spiked at the end of 2019. And they went from, you know, I think it was just off my memory, high twos to kind of like mid threes kind of out of nowhere. Right. Uh, which always kind of happens near the end of the year as well. So my thought was rates were going to go down. Now, I didn't think they were going to go down to 1.79. I didn't see that coming. Where, um, where so are we at? What's 1.79? What do you get? So 1.79 is your insured rate right now. So insured means somebody has less than 20% down. It's CMHC backed. They're getting 1.79 for a five-year fixed. Whoa. Uh, like even <laughs> free, you know. It's free uninsured which means you know for anyone watching that's with five percent down that the 1.79 is from five to 19.99 percent down 
buying for less than a million dollars, right? For less so, than a million, okay. That's that's your that's your insured market. So you could buy a house um, for nine hundred ninety nine thousand dollars like that with five percent down at one point seven nine. You need more than five. You need five up to five hundred, and then above five hundred, you need ten percent for anything above five hundred. So, for example, if you bought for seven hundred thousand, you need twenty five grand, which is five percent of the first five hundred, and then ten percent from five to seven. So you'd be looking at forty five thousand down. Confusing, I know. So, so hold on, how much do I need down for <laughs> for a million dollar house? Okay, so for a million right on, you need twenty percent. Twenty percent. Okay. Yeah. So, but so two hundred grand, but you'd only need seventy-five if you bought for nine hundred and ninety-nine thousand. And it can't exactly. be gifted to me from dad. You can gift. You That's can. Fine. You can. Yeah, gifts are allowed. Gifts I thought no that problem. wasn't allowed for CMHC uh, insured. Is it just because nope. it's not CMHC? No. No, it, it, either CMHC insured or non-CMHC insured. Gifts are normal, and especially right now, honestly, especially first-time home buyers. Didn't they just eliminate that from something? Let's clarify, Mike. The CMHC rule changes where they um, said that the uh, Beacon score has to be a certain percentage, that the oh, okay. so GDS you... ratio is now going to be a little bit uh, tighter. Explain that one. So, okay, so gift, there's, there's, there's three mortgage insurance companies in Canada, right? CMHC made their changes. The other two stayed the same. So in my mind, nothing's changed. So generally i mean you're going to canada guarantee is one or general is the other one so cmhc is just out the window non-competitive where they they tightened their guidelines up the other two said hey we're keeping ours the same so um that includes you know that's everything. what he's, that's what daryl's talking about so yeah, yeah so the, the gifting you're still going to get the same no product problem. it's just yeah. through a different insurance company yeah exactly so, so if somebody gives me a hundred and fifty thousand dollars tomorrow i can buy a nine hundred thousand dollar house and not need to put in any more money fine what's your credit score yeah it's like it's more than fair now yeah right yeah you can prove prove your income get good credit there you go you're off and running right so who can really prove their income you're doing it wrong if you can prove your income yeah, well, that's, that's one of the fun parts. And that'll shift you maybe to a B lender, but we'll still do it. Right. But um, but yeah, so if you have more than 20% down right now on anything, whether it's over a million or whatever, you're, you're still looking at 2.04 for five years. 1.99 from lenders, right? So I think my you, first mortgage was 3.95 and my parents were like, this is crazy. Like, I can't believe oh. how low this is. When I got my first mortgage, it was in the 20%. Well, th this is it, right? And then it creates... You know, with rates being so but you're low, predicting that it's going down as the market's going up. I'm having trouble with this. Well, I in think January, he said that. I know, no, but the market was crazy in January. In January. I, you know, but now, and, and now, I mean, I think you have relatives in Asia. Did you knew, know something was coming down the pipe? <laughs> no, but now, I mean, I think the rates are near the bottom. Like, I mean, I, there's there's no there's not much room for the so banks. So there was a there was an article this week that said like, can rates go down any lower? Did you see that? No, I didn't see it. But well, I'm so sure you're about to yes. answer that, right? Can they? I mean, at, at what point is it? Are the banks not making money anymore? Mathematically like, speaking, the answer would be technically yes, right? Like there is room for it to yes, go down. But you know. It, Money comes from bonds. Who's, who's going to be dropping five-year bonds and, and investing at 0.6%, right? You get that on a regular savings account. It just doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, who knows? I, I think that, you know, you have to have a crystal ball to see what's happening in the future with, with everything that's happening worldwide with the pandemic and everything else to kind of see where they're going to go. Because right now, 
you know, traditionally, if we're having this conversation a year ago about what are rates doing, we're looking at all these different factors, inflation, everything else. Now, I mean, the only thing that's going to dictate it is what's going to happen with this global pandemic and how long it's going to last and what kind of impact it's going to have and how long people are going to be unemployed and everything else. And that's the difference. Question mark. In, yeah. Well, in, what are you seeing right now? Like, okay, so let's go, let's go, let's time travel for a little bit. Let's go from like January, February into like April and then to now. Like, what does it feel like from, from Mike Jones' perspective? So um, as far as day to day, so as far as day to day and like how many deals yeah, so, you're closing and the value. Yeah, so when, 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 when March um, start, like when COVID started in March, I was busy, um, but it was a lot of stuff that I already had in the pipeline, right? Existing deals, stuff like that. That's still going to go. Those are going to close, right? But I became busy in another sense, which was, you know, clients calling and saying, I've lost my job. I can't work and all this other stuff. And, you know, help me figure out a way to do the deferral program, right? Which is another thing that we can talk about in a couple minutes, but the deferral program. So it was more, you know, my job shifted from writing new deals because honestly, not many people you know, right when COVID started to call and said, Hey, I need to buy a house today. Right. A lot of people were unsure about where everything was going and what was going to happen. So um, my focus shifted on helping my existing clientele kind of navigate and answer all their questions and go through it. So I was really busy. Um, April, the phone call started like, Hey, I want to get pre-approved. I want to buy a house. Let's go. And like shockingly, you know, year over year for me, I did the same in March. I did the same in April. My May was down a little bit. But that's because those were the deals in March that, you know, there's probably a two or three week span where there's nothing really happening. June, July, August have all been higher than last year. September's higher than last year. October's higher than last year. So, I, I mean, what the reason why? And now keep in mind when I say that it's not necessarily reflective of what real estate sales are and everything like that, because as a mortgage broker, I do renewals, I do refinances and I do everything else. Right. So, you know, with rates where they are, a lot of people are also calling and saying, hey, I, I may as well pay out my mortgage at three and get a new one at two. It makes sense, right? And pay off all my debt. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean because I'm up in that sense that the real estate market's gone bonkers. You guys tell me more about that, right? But um, I mean, you're over well, year. So how much to... do you lag the sales? I'm sorry. Well, I mean, so they're, they're, they're not connected. I mean, if we're busy, right. obviously he's going to be busy, but Later. maybe nobody's refinancing, but in a season where we're not busy, everybody could be refinancing. So the mortgage market could be really good. So they're, they're not always in 10. Yeah. They're not always like, for example, like sometimes like with purchase stuff, you know, every January, I'm not quite as busy, but with refinance stuff, we're going a little bonkers because everyone just looks at their Christmas uh, credit cards and they go, Oh my God, I got to pay them all off. Right. So, you know, like, so, so, I mean, it, it's not always, you know, the summer months, generally um, most, the majority of the deals I do are purchases, not the majority, but a lot of them are purchases. Um, because that's just, you know, the spring market and everything else. Right. So, um, but you must but, lag the sales by at least 60, 90 days. I mean, people are making deals and not closing until, you know what, that's, that's the other thing. And I don't know what you guys feel about this, but I find more lately or more often lately, more often that I'm getting deals and people saying, Hey, I bought a house. And I mean, the closes are, are generally all less than 45 days. Like, I, I don't know. It's, you know, pretty quick yeah. closings nowadays. And I don't know if that's. It was the pent, it was the pent up. We're seeing that too. It was the pent up demand. People decided in March that they were moving this year. And then yeah. because their plans got sidelined in May, uh, April, finally they got it in June. The market's booming. It took them three months to even find a property. They're anxious to get in. Well, yeah. and they're competing on price and terms, right? So 45 days is better than 60. 
Yeah, oh, for sure, 100%. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so, I mean, I think, I mean, I, for me, you know, if, if I land where I did last year, I'm happy with that given a global pandemic and everything else, right? But Exactly, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think not, not all mortgage people can say that, I, I, I'm sure. And some will say they're way more than last year for whatever reason. I think it depends on the markets that they Yeah, they but, you, but you're a good uh, person as a benchmark because you, you had a successful year last year. And now this year, you're doing everything the same. In fact, you should be growing and you're seeing those numbers. So you're, you're on track. So it means that overall, the total number of business or, or mortgages and, and the total business that you've uh, had in 2020 is comparable to comparable to, if not greater than what you had in 2019, which is yeah. a sign that there's still a lot so of has activity. The, yeah. A lot of activity. So has the activity shifted? The has it changed? Like, do you have more percentage of refis versus new or resales or condos versus uh, yeah, single detached? I, I, I just, I categorize mine into purchases and refinance, to be honest. So I don't break them down into like condos or anything else. Um, but no, honestly, I think same it's mix. Same. I think it's the exact same. I think it's very similar. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so it, we're trying. We're trying not to interrogate you today, Mike. No, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> no, it's fine. I, we're I, excited, I, all right. We don't get a lot of guests I, on. You said that, and right? I thought I should maybe start categorizing it. But you know, I just like I literally like I have a spreadsheet. I'm old school. Purchase, yeah. refi, closing date. Make sure all my stuff for the purchase is ready to rock. So, but yeah. I mean, so, so, but you haven't really had to reinvent the wheel for mortgages. It's still no. just, everybody's coming to you. Same, no. as, same as before. The, the only reinvention of the wheel is the, the way the business is done, which has changed, which is, you know, previously, I think I'd meet eight out of 10 clients at least, you know, and sit down with them and go over everything. And, and now, I mean, probably met three since March, right? Like, right. And and people don't want to meet me either, right? Like I say, hey, we can meet or we can do a Zoom call or we can sure. do it over the phone. And now people, I mean, convenience, right? Like, sure, just send me your online application. I'll how fill how it do out. you do uh, everything? Is it all DocuSign? DocuSign, basically everything right now. Okay. Yeah, everything's emailed, scanned. Yeah, you why know, not? People, you have a job letter or a T4, take a picture with your phone, text it to me. I'll convert it to a PDF and send it to the lender, right? So, I mean, it's everything's just so simple right now. Um, Perfect. And I think that is, is a benefit of brokers, but I'm not sure bank branches are doing that stuff these days. Right. So, yeah. So we, uh, we talk a lot about uh, the mortgage deferral cliff. We talk a lot about what's going on in the economy. We're talking, we talk a lot, Daryl and I both are in agreement that the real estate market in Toronto area is, is something that is going to be, uh, you know, never, never, there'll never be a lack of demand in the Toronto area. It's always, it's always going to be a place to be. People always need houses. Let's do another quick survey, Daryl, just very quickly right now. Please raise your hand if any of your friends are homeless. Nobody. Okay, so now it's all 100% of us don't know any homeless people. So everyone needs a place to live, which means that you, you need to buy or you need to rent. We may know some people that are on the verge at the moment. Let's talk to Mike about that now. <laughs> so Mike, with the economy, how many people are struggling right now? We, I, I, I don't know if we know the effect of it because the deferral okay. program's just ending, right? Yeah. No, but how many people how many people use the deferral because they could versus because they needed to Well, okay, so when it comes to the deferral program, a lot of lenders would like I would send a deal off. Like say somebody called me for refinance, right? I'd I'd look in right on the credit bureau, there's the mortgage, right? And if you're in deferral, some lenders are putting mortgage in deferral. And so I'd call the bank and I'd say, Hey, here's a mortgage application, and they call me back and go, No, we're not doing it. He's in deferral. And that's in 
you know, that's them admitting that they anticipate having issues paying their mortgage. So we're not going to sign them up two months after he's just admitted. Mm. So Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. Right? Or yeah. even, you know, even car loans and deferral and everything else. So like, I mean, the banks don't look at it like a positive thing. Like, you yeah. know, and, and I have had a lot of clients that, you know, call me and say, well, we don't really need the deferral, but also we have to think back to when this whole thing started in March, none of us knew what the next six months or for now us now the previous six months were going to, what it was going to happen. So yeah, there were some people like, you know, did, did you think, um, you know, not you guys in particular, but if you have any question about whether you're going to have a job in a month or not, why would you not call and just get a deferral? It's not taking advantage of a program. If I'm uncomfortable and I work at, you know, company ABC and I'm looking, I'm going, geez, I work in the manufacturing sector and I think I'm going to No, be it's brilliant actually. And then you get to mm-hmm. bank money and save it well, for a rainy day. You, you if just it comes, not paying right? mortgage, right? So well, let's, let's give an example of our friend Pat's pita pit. I thought, oh my gosh, if this is this is like the worst like Armageddon ever. Like he's he's in trouble, and it turns out he's had about four record-breaking months yeah. at his at his location because of the style of food and how easy it is and 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 everything else. So I'm not saying he did the deferrals, but other people with businesses like that who said, oh my God, who's ever gonna come and visit my little shop again? Right? Have actually been quite successful, right? So yeah, because we don't know, and that's that's what we look back at like when this started. I don't know what's going to happen with, with, with my career or with work or with any, like, are the banks going to be lending money or people like, we don't know. And, and that is the big thing about the deferral as far as back in March when people were requesting it. And now it's the same answer to your question that you asked me, just who knows what the real effects are because are these people who have been on the deferral for the last six months, have they been saving their money for the last six months and saving the money they would have put towards a mortgage, putting in a bank account. And now they have another six months worth of mortgage payments just sitting there. And we're not going to find out if they're in trouble for six months from now, or have they been spending their money or not earning money? We don't know. And I think everyone's going to be a different story, but again, the full effects of the deferral program are not to be seen yet. In my opinion. No, I so, don't even think we started do seeing them. I, has ha, we, nobody's come due yet. Like I think it's no, soon, right now, right? Yeah. Six There's months plenty of now. people who have, started paying it back but they didn't take the full six months the very uh first opportunity so well, those so- people the first opportunity that came up in march roughly they took yeah. the six months they're all coming up right now yeah well yeah. do you know what percentage of your mortgages were deferred I, me personally no because i don't think every client called me right there's a lot of them like they just get you know emails or letters from the lender saying if you need deferral here you go right, right so right, they, right. they didn't all go through me but I mean, what, what is it across Canada? I mean, I think I've heard different numbers, right? So I heard 17 to 20%. Exactly. That's what I was going to say, I heard yeah. 20%, you know, but yeah. is that on the high end? Is that one lender? Is that a is that one lender? month deferred? Is that you know? six months deferred? There's a lot of, yeah. That's so, an interesting point though. Like how many lenders is it spread over, right? Because one guy could take a hit for everyone and <laughs> disappear yeah. and it wouldn't really make much of a difference. There'd just be so, a bunch of houses. It's It's a different, you know, we're just being cautious, right? We just want to look at it. You know, the other thing too is the numbers are always uh, nationwide. So this is the Toronto real estate show. So we look at the Toronto market. I think a lot of people who are in trouble will have a safety net. They'll either have equity to pull out again, or they'll be able to sell their home and to be able to get top dollar for it and to be able to move on. Well, Whereas how, how Alberta, much, that might not be the case. Right. I mean, how much value did our houses gain in the last four months here in Toronto? Versus, yeah, Calgary yep. definitely went in the other direction. But, okay, mm-hmm. so while we talk about all this stuff here with the deferral cliff and people, you know, having trouble and going out of business, we have articles 
and real statistics that say things like sales of new homes in GTA up 217% in August. From right? when? Compared to when? August of last year. Okay. Typically a slow month though. But, but and, and this is the other thing that, you know, and, and it might sound silly, but this year the spring of, market was in more. the summer, right? Exactly. Like this. So everything that would have happened in, you know, March, April, May happened in like, you know, May, June, July, or July and August, August right? Like, <laughs> yeah. so that's what, to me, that that's the way I look at it. Right. Cause there was no spring market. Like the spring market was delayed by two months. New homes, energy. new homes or sales centers are all closed. Yeah. So they, they put the brakes on. So sure. If you get a bunch of releases in August, you're going to see a, a two, people two ate them up times as many times. Yeah. People ate them up, which is amazing. So, but like some people are, about to roll over this deferral cliff while people are buying new stuff that won't be built for two years. Well, you, and you know what a big benefit of buying a new home is? You're not competing, right? So maybe people got mm. sick of that because the real estate market's so hot and they're going, oh, just buy a new home. I don't have to compete. I'll just give the builder what they want and just get out of here. You really I need a right. Go meet with. What's that? Same. I have clients that I'm going to go meet with that we've been looking and it's competitive. It's hard to find what they're looking for. And so now they're talking about new construction and they're talking about different types of homes and all that kind of stuff. So, sure. But you need the right kind of mix to be able to wait a couple of years for your house too. Like there has to be a bunch of factors that, that can play into that scenario. Like not everybody could just go start renting for a few thousand dollars a month, you know, and eat into their deposit for their, for their house for two years from now. Right. Yeah. yeah. New, new people, homes. They want What's that? New homes would not all be condos though. So some of them no, could even be a house less takes, than a year. There's, there's not too many houses that take less than a year from when they're sold. But yeah, I guess some. S suburban developments for sure. Some, yeah. yeah. It used to take like six months to build a house. Now it's like over a year. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. And especially crazy. in the city, but the suburban developments, those guys are putting those things up like, like nothing. Oh right? yeah. They should be. So one of the things that uh, we've been really focused on is um, the debt that Canada's taking on, right? So it's like, it seems like Canada's printing money. It seems like Canada's doing as much as possible, the government, in order to be able to service everybody, to provide them the CERB, soon to be the CRB, the additional EI, uh, giving everybody basically as much of a of a, a, a stimulus as possible. What, what do you think the government's going to do? I think they're just going to keep on carrying people? Whew. I don't know. That's a great question. I've thought about it. I, I don't like. It seems like it, right? Point can, can, you know, they. It seems like they are, but I, yeah. I mean, money coming from, I guess, is the question. And and how yeah. is it going to get paid back in the future? And I think the answer is obvious, right? There's only one source that they receive money, and that's basically taxes. <laughs> right. So I mean, yeah, whatever is paid out is coming back. So mm -hmm. get ready for that, right? I mean, I can't see a tax rate decrease next year. That's for sure. Nope. You know? Nope. So. You can, you can actually have a, a decrease in your tax rate um, every single year for the rest of your life. Just keep making less money. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I would imagine that like uh, corporate income taxes could see a de decline in order to spur economic activity. That's normally one of the things that they do. Yep. And then every, although, and then the whole middle class gets taxed more on their income. Yep. And now they're talking about adding, uh, empty house taxes and a capital gain on selling your house, even if you've owned it for 30 years. Which is ludicrous. That's well, they're trying to think of ways to, you know, increase income because listen, it's so easy. Sell all the 
goddamn properties you own to developers today. Like just say, okay, we're selling them all. There's your income. Yeah. And there's your housing crisis. Boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or schools. How many empty schools are there right now? Right. Is, is, is virtual learning going to be a thing that is going to continue after this year? Right, mm-hmm. right around the that's corner. Another, from my that's another. That's a great perspective to talk yeah, about. You know, like right what's around the happen? corner from my house, there's two townhouse developments that were like the 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 soccer fields of the schools. Yep, we have those too. My right. old my my elementary school did the same thing. They don't need to play outside. Who cares? Yeah, they don't yeah. need as they're much. They're not allowed to use before. balls anyways. Like they're not even allowed to play. Air. My kids' yeah, school, yeah. they weren't allowed to run or use balls. So who needs a field? But, yeah. but I like that point that Mike made, though. It's if virtual learning becomes a thing because they've already got a new basic basic virtual school with its own principal and vice principal and everything in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. So if that becomes a thing where people are for, for, for in an indefinite period of time, your kid can go to this virtual school. Yeah, why not? Our schools are going to are they going to become obsolete, right? They should. Or are people are going to be leaving the city? Or certain grades, right? Like. You know, like high school, I think has a higher enrollment into the virtual school, right? Like, yeah. You know, I would, so, have, I would have enrolled in virtual school. The school that my kids are supposed to go to physically sent out an email that they have a COVID nineteen case yesterday. Mm. Yeah. I'm very happy that we're doing the virtual. And that's, you know, again, we don't see the future, but how long is this going to last? Right? It's the whole school year to start, right? I don't like know. so, but this regardless of school is not. Uh, not so well done at the moment. Which board? Toronto? I no. I guess York Region. My kids are York? up in Thornhill. Yeah. But it's it's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's any different than if they were going in class. I mean, it's probably pretty bad in class. Well, yeah. It's but it's, it's goal, really right? bad. Like my kid, every time I walk in, he's like. We're just waiting for the teacher to figure out, you know, what they're doing on this on this thing here because they don't know the technology. But anyways, mm-hmm. I guess that's a whole topic for a whole other show and a whole other day. So but- our our greatest conspiracy has been CMHC consistently promoting that the market is going to go down. Why are yeah. they so? Why is their opinion so strong? that they think the market's going to go down. Now Moody's is citing their report saying that CMHC said this, so we're going to make our claims as well. What's going on? Even if it's not 18%, it's definitely going to be nine. (laughs) Well, for years, right? Like how many years have you guys been in the real estate industry? How many years have clients been telling you, like probably my whole career, oh, I read something online, the house market's going to go down, right? Like, like, for years for it's not just this this year it's under more of a microscope everything that's going on for but it's years also, it's also been... the way all these algorithms work it's like if you want to see that it's going down you're going to get flooded with news that says it's going down if you're looking at stuff that's a, my mom goes my mom was here in the backyard yesterday and my mom says everything on netflix is like they're everything is spanish now i go well you watch something in spanish that's how it works right so like if we're looking for articles that show that the market is up, we're going to get tons of them. So it's like a really weird time to be informed right now. Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's crazy how much but, there is. Like I, you go through my Google feed. It's I, I'm confused. I mean, I, I'm, I have a pretty good pulse on the market and I have no idea what's going on depending on whose opinion I listen to. Unless I listen to TKs, then I feel nice and safe well, and course. comfortable. <laughs> But yeah, I, I mean, CMHC has been saying that for you. You can probably Google 
CMHC predicting market going down and find an article every single year going back probably 10, 12 years. Like that's interesting. Why? I, I, I just, in my opinion, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. It's just, a tool. It's a tool that they use to control like the, the heating of the market. Essentially, you know, in, in the insured market, they're the ones when they insure the deal, they're the ones taking the risk, right? So they're probably going to be a little more on the edge on the side of, caution and negative than you know anyone else i guess do you think they want to charge higher and pre higher premiums oh no doubt i'm sure that that's going to round the corner <laughs> no problem yeah they'll, they'll they'll charge them and there's nothing anyone could do about it right what so, are what are cmhc premiums right now so four percent four percent down and then sliding down from there but four percent was that included in my down payment of my million dollar house before so in the million there's no cmhc but if you bought for nine 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 then yeah that, so that's 75k down you have to and toss then, on another 40 yeah basically. because your income was hard to prove they were like mm, four four percent for this guy <laughs> there may be a right? little more you have less than 10 percent down it's a four percent fee on 900 mm. so thirty six thousand that they will lend you no 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 okay that they will charge you and add to the mortgage yeah so i guess lend you yeah they will lend it to you the bank will lend plus, you plus pst because there's no HST because it's a nationwide thing. So they charge PST at the lawyer's office. So, mm -hmm. you know. So you pay 3200 bucks as part of your closing costs. Yeah. But, 40, yeah. But the good thing is about them lending the money for you is you're only paying 1.79%, right? So it's almost free. Yeah. yeah. And you're getting and, into the housing market. And, and that's another thing that, you know, people have tough decisions right now. If you have money, like say you called me today and said, hey, Mike, I'm buying a house for 800. I got 400 down. I say, that's great. Why don't you put down, you know, 200 and take 200 and put it in the market because you can earn more than the one point, or in this case, 2.04% you're going to pay, mm -hmm. right? Max what about, RFPs, get a tax return. Like there's so much you can do now with these rates. So, so what now, about income properties? So, so legal, like duplexes, triplexes, for residential mortgages that people are buying. How, are, how what's, what's changed in that market? 20 is still 20% down minimum. Okay. Um, what's this for multi- up to four units up, up to, to four, four units. units yeah once you're five and above it's a different ball game but up up to four units um you can do 20 percent down depending on the lender would depend on how they calculate the rental income you know so give me examples of how they calculate the rental income and, and what what you can qualify with yeah so some of like the standard one basically the easiest way to do it is they gross it up so let's say you make 30 grand a year on the rental income they cut it 50 percent, so 15 grand and they add it right to your income that's standard 50%? 50% general. A gross right? income. A gross income. Some will do what's called an offset. That's which not bad. Yeah, they'll take 80% of the rents and they'll offset it right off the mortgage payment. Essentially, there's math behind it, but kind of that's the you factor in expenses. Exactly. Um, yeah. that, that way is is the most favorable to the borrower to qualify. But I mean, there's, there's again, with these ones, you know, with rates where they are and stuff like that and, and with, with rents, because I mean, as house prices go up, as do rents, right? So, um, you know, not lately. Yeah. No, <laughs> rents, not so rents much. Rents are getting killed in Toronto right now. Rents are, are getting killed and prices are climbing. Cond condo market's tanking right now. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah it's down. I got, I got one listed right now where it's uh, $70,000 less than the last sale two months ago. The important oh. condo market is still strong. They, they came to us because they um, had a sale. Or sorry, they had a, a purchase and their agent couldn't sell it closing date was soon approaching so we had to list it at a price because they'd already been on the market 
that was competitive with what was going on out there. And it's 70 grand less than the exact same unit and? that sold July. We just and? put it on the market. Huh. We just put it on the market. I'm getting lots of activity, but still. That's good. We'll see what the final sale price is, but well, that's so what you got to that's what you got to do. So, so I got an article here. It says Canadian housing market optimism climbs amid second wave. What do we think climbs. of this boys? It's saying that people's optimism is climbing. They have a survey that they do. It's a huge, huge, huge bunch of data based on mm -hmm. 250 people. <laughs> and out of those 250, they're saying that optimism has climbed, even though we are in the midst of, our second wave technically okay. in the midst of okay people only have to look back to what happened at the first wave right so if you ask me and you go is a wave going to affect the real estate market and the, we just had one and it didn't at all we so, had a tsunami before <laughs> it wasn't a wave it was an unknown right so now second wave why would i feel oh i need to find this sorry someone's calling me trying to get on our call but maybe so, somebody wants a mortgage you better <laughs> Hope they don't lose them. But so anyways, why would they think different oh, now? Nice. They've already seen one wave go through and it's gone up. What second wave's nothing. That's a good that's a we that's know a how good to deal with this shit now. We right? know how to deal with it. I'm yeah. confident. I have enough toilet paper and paper towel to make it through yeah. this second wave. Yeah. Did you yeah. hear that that open house that had a guy locked up in his room with a note on the door oh, that my. says, like, I'm sick, sorry. And everybody was freaking out that they still had the open house. Did you hear about that? Oh yeah. Yeah, but they know how to do it now. That was they national the news. Guy up, right? Poor guy on the sign. He's ugh, cage him up. Why did he just lock the door, man? Don't say anything. Sorry, the dog's in there or house. something. That's another topic altogether. I feel like they had to house. call everybody at the open house though and let them know that he ended up with COVID because you have to let anyone know who's been in the house, right? Yeah, that's why. The realtors are loving it. They're like, great. Now everyone's gonna give me their real name and number at the door. Finally. Yeah. Finally, yeah. I'm gonna be able to harass. I mean, them. Don's are here at once. Yeah. Oh. There's a, there's a silver lining there, but yeah, I think the same thing. I mean, how can people not be optimistic? I mean, the thing keeps chugging along, new product keeps coming out, new listings keep coming out, mm -hmm. still tons of, uh, multi offer bids on everything. Right. Yep. All of a sudden, even Financing on my property, that's, that's another thing too, Daryl is anytime a market has significantly crashed, it's because people's abilities to finance were taken away from them. Either the, the, the stress test was in, involved, either the banks were pulling out, they weren't giving mortgages, they were, they were stringent on their qualifications. What, if you take away people's buying power, then the market will get hurt. If you give people all the buying power in the world and you tell them aliens are coming, they're still going to buy they're still because they've buy. got the ability to do so. But there's free money coming from everywhere. That's what I mean. The money's there. 1.79%. Pandemic, schmandemic. Schmandemic. This is yeah, crazy. You have, yeah, you have, you have the money really cheap, right? Well, and so then everybody's working at home. Yeah, sorry. No, everyone's working at home during the beginning of the pandemic and realizing wants that they never realized they had, right? I, I need a bigger house. You know, my kids are going to school here indoors now. I got my wife and I are both working from home. Like, we need more space. And, and, and that creates, you know. And if you, if you do a mortgage calculator now instead of six months ago, it's like, holy shit, we can afford way more now. Right? Yeah, but uh, it may be afford, but for qualification purposes, as far as how much you qualify for, it hasn't changed because they're still qualifying them at the posted rate, right? Mm -hmm. So I can get you 1.79, but I'm qualifying you at 4.79, basically, almost 3, I think 4.74, 3% difference wow. in the rate that you're getting in the qualification rate. It's crazy. So Mike, 
you're you you've just been announced as the new CEO of Osvi. How would you change? How would you change the stress test? I mean, I don't know. That's a tough question. I'd have to. I, I'm not a fan of the stress test. I think that you know I, I wouldn't necessarily. I, I mean, I understand the need for it, but you know maybe you can go like one percent over the rate that they're getting and not like three. For everybody right purchases now. and refis. Yeah, but it, the refis to me should be just wiped right out of the whole thing. And this is just my opinion because I've probably had a dozen, at least you know maybe probably two dozen phone calls from people who need to refinance would on paper clearly benefit from just throwing all their debt into the mortgage, having less payments per month, stop the snowball of the debts and trying to keep up. But you don't qualify because I got to qualify you at the posted rate. Like where it's, so to me, they already own the house. So by putting a stress test in to stop somebody from doing something finance wise, when they already own the house, if they're going to refinance, they're doing it for the betterment, either maybe it's for rentals, they're going to increase the value or they're doing it to pay debt. So, why put the stress test in for that? I mean, oh, for the stress test is for refis too. Oh, it's for refis, right? So, what's the purpose? I mean, what, what I'm saying is they already own the house, so yeah, you're just stupid. stopping them from doing something. That's all. So you're not stopping them from being. And realistically, too, if it's a debt consolidation, I mean, and, and these debt consolidations, I mean, I can run numbers and go, okay, I'm going to get rid of your car loan, I'm going to get rid of your line of credit, I'm going to get rid of your student loan, and I'm going to give you 50 grand to finish the kitchen you want of your dreams. And by the way, you're going to spend 700 bucks less a month. Right, like people, like they love it, right? Sure. It's a good but thing. you don't qualify. So I'm sorry. Don't qualify. Yeah, so fuck it. So, sorry. You know, keep the old kitchen. <laughs> keep paying your student loan. Don't worry about your car. Yeah. You know, like, and, and they have to qualify at a rate that we may never see again. We like, may never see. How right? how are rates going to come up? What environment do rates come up in now? Inflation. No, but when is that? We have inflation. They say we're under two percent. What the fuck is under 2% inflation? <laughs> well, like I'm watching studies come out from the government that food is up 10%. Uh, housing is up. Like we know it's up like, I don't know, let's just say 12 to be like somewhat reasonable. Those, those are two of the biggest things there are. But like, I don't know. Is there a service that's like less now that you know about? Hotel, hotels are cheap. Hey, uh, TVs are cheaper than flights, four years Air flights ago. to Wuhan. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. yeah. skip that flight. Thanks, so. though. But, you know, like. So, but there's yeah. tons of inflation. They're going to keep inflating things like crazy. So, what, 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 what has to happen out there for them to go, you know what? It's time to, like, this is running too hot. We need Prices to put the brakes on. Yeah. Like, what did they do last time it was too hot? They put in the, the foreign buyer's tax or whatever the hell. Or they add, like, a second land transfer tax and. Like they throw things at it, but nothing slows it down. It gets absorbed and keeps going, but they never, they're not raising the rates. I don't get it. Yeah. The greater economic uh, output of the country is always what they're basing their rates off of. The housing market is, is secondary to, you know, everyone having food on their table. I bought my first house 20 years ago. The rates have never gone up one time. Okay. And they probably, since it was 22% in the 70s, have never gone up. Well, they've gone up. You're just, that's an that's a exaggeration. They bounce they bounce. Did they go they, up? They like what? Up. Like half a point for, for a few months or something? They got up to like 7% in, in, my, uh, in my time. Really? Yeah, I, when were they I mean, 7%? No, I don't know. The high, I've been broker since 2006, maybe five. Yeah. And I think like five and a half was when I started. And that was basically yeah. maybe six. Was See, well, you five. exaggerated Daryl. So did I. All right. We both. <laughs> <laughs> but, but still, I didn't think still. I was though. <laughs> you know, okay. 
it's 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 uh but it's crazy anyways the real the real point is like what actually has to happen for rates to go up what do they have to see what's the signal i don't know i don't think it's ever happening in the rest of our lifetimes i hope not it can't what happens when the rates go up? not with the debt load we have it doesn't even make sense yeah right so what's going to happen to real estate prices you want to see uh i'll run a number I'll take, give me a mortgage amount and I'll put it in there. 500000 $500,000. And I'll run the payment difference between what rates are right now at that rate and what they would be if they were at, what do you Five. want me to use? Five? Yeah. Okay. So sorry. What'd you say? 500000 $500,000. $500,000 mortgage, 5%, 25 year amortization. When was payment. this? This was in the early 2000s. If rates go up to five. Oh. Just like we're, say, right? We're doing a, a simulation here. We're doing an if and but. So 2908 would be $500,000 at 5%. 25 year amortization, right? How much is your monthly payment? Yeah. How much? $2,908. Now let's do it at today's rates of 2.04. 2126. It's not that bad. 2126. And that's at what rate? 1.7 something? That's 204. So that's not even insured. That's not even as low as we can go. That's just, you know, general more than 20% down rate. Now, so that's a seven hundred and ninety dollar a month difference. That's significant well, for now a lot let's, of people. Let's do a little mortgage isolator. So now let's take this payment, twenty five year amortization. What's this assuming? Twenty percent down? This is yeah. I'm assuming that they have twenty. Doesn't matter. They got it. Or yeah, whatever it is. It's a five hundred thousand dollar loan. Okay. Yeah. So now let's see at today's rates what twenty nine, oh eight would get you. Mortgage amount starting balance would be six hundred and eighty four thousand dollars. How much? 684. So that's really what the stress test is doing. The guy who can get the $684,000 mortgage is only going to qualify for 500. Essentially, that's what if they're maxed out, right? Yeah. That's but counterintuitive that's, right? to what needs to happen now. So if, if I feel like with rates, I can afford 2908, then with today's rates, I'm buying, I'm getting a mortgage of 683. Is there it. a way to circumvent the stress test? No. Private money? Yeah, I guess so. But then you're paying 7%, which is more than the stress test in the first place, right? So, um, but yeah, sorry, I'll get back in the Zoom here. So, yeah, so no, to, no a way, way to circumvent, if this, if, if Mike becomes the CEO of Aussie and he takes away refinances as being an, uh, a part of the stress test, you go private for one month, close on it, refinance. Yeah. <laughs> you got the house without the stress test. Oh, yeah, fees. well, maybe that's why they do it, right? Just so they don't do that. Private money, close, and then get rid of the stress test. But yeah. That's you a know, lot of fees. That's a lot of fees. That's yeah, a lot of leaps in a short amount of time. Now, right? It's okay. I'm just saying you're in the door. <laughs> but that's that's the reality of the rates where they are, right? Eight hundred dollars a month base difference between so what five. I'm, what I'm, and that's five percent. What I'm, what I'm hearing is we're in we're in a good market right now. Mortgage market's doing well. You don't have a long list of clients calling you saying, Mike. I'm, I'm deferred, but I'm in trouble. Help me out. Is, I'm, I'm, I'm panicking. I lost my job and I, and I don't know what to do. Uh, you're seeing a lot of confidence. We're seeing people who are uh, looking to get into the market. You've probably got new clients who've come to you in the last month who are going to be buying in the next two to three months. Oh, yeah. so, and really? Yeah. That's... A lot of the markers are pretty healthy right now. And, and I'd say um, for this time of the year, there's more activity than I usually would have. You know, okay. more pre-approvals. Like I have more pre-approvals pending than I've ever had this time of the year. That's yeah. people looking that I haven't found yet. Yeah, exactly. So, you That's know, strong. is that going to is that going to extend 
because everybody I talk to, all my pre-approvals, if I, if, you know, we follow up and say, Hey, how are you? How's it going? It's, Oh, well, every house I see, you know, it's competing offers and I don't know what to do. So, I mean, is this going to extend all those people are going to extend into next year? And that's just, I'm just one guy, you know, I'm sure there's other mortgage brokers and real estate agents who have people who are competing and can't find anything. Like how long is that? Is that going to go into early next year? Like everybody I talk to in any, well, not any industry, but in a lot of industries are saying like they're busier than ever. My commercial realtor, he's, he says he's busier than ever. Uh, my partner in his garage business is busier than ever. It's like the pandemic was a tiny road bump and they're crazy. Vitaly, his windows, he just hired like a second salesman to keep up with the demand. Mm -hmm. So contractors like, try to get a tradesman over at your house. Right. Jeez. It's like it's crazyville out there in a lot of things. So I, I mean, wanna, I, I want to get a little shameless plug here for Mike uh, in our in our. Um interview here uh your website mike yeah what is uh, it coremortgage.ca c-o-r-e mortgage.ca beautiful out of all the deals that mike has ever told me out of all the clients when i go and get them pre-approved and i said mike should i start showing them houses and should i put in an offer if mike says yes every single one of them he has gotten the mortgage for I except for that one you. no i'm just joking how <laughs> many people has he said no don't stay away a few. There's been a few where we've, we've guided them to, to be ready for the future so that, you know, we're not wasting time and that they can yeah. do what's necessary to get themselves into a home. Yeah. But um, never once has it ever backfired where you couldn't get it and like I'm backing out of the deal or they don't get their money on closing. And let me tell you from experience, there's a ton of mortgage brokers who do that out there who just literally take an application online and say, yeah, start showing them houses, put in a financing condition. Five yeah. days later, the people call me on my listings and they're like, sorry, we can't get the financing because of this, 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 this. I'm like, why were you even out with them? Like, it makes no sense. Who who's, are you talking to? Who's accepting financing conditions? Come on, Daryl. That's normal. Are people really doing that in, in multiple I'm not bids? saying right now. I'm talking about the history of my career. We have uh, lots of financing conditions. Yeah, yes, you know what? And that's, that's an area where that, that's one of the toughest you know, and here's the thing, there's two different areas. There's, there's pre-approval and there's pre-qualification. Okay. So, you know, I, if, if, um, if I'm doing a pre-qualification, generally that's like a bank branch to do some other brokers. Maybe I'm not sure, you know, TK call says, I want to get a mortgage. I say, good. How's your credit? He says, great. I said, what do you make a hundred grand a year? Perfect. Go and buy a house. I don't look in anything. Right. And then there's a pre-approval. Okay. Send me your tax returns. Let me pull your credit bureau. Let's do a full application. We need to know that everything that you're telling me is spot on and ready to go. And that's it. That's, that's a pre-approval, right? Yeah, because then the next phone call is I found a house I'm competing and I can't have an, a condition of finance in there always. Right. And that's the toughest thing for a mortgage broker because a, I have no idea what the house is going to appraise at. B, I never been in the house, seen the house. I don't know if there's any issues. Maybe there's asbestos. Maybe there's mold in the basement. We do an appraisal. I have no idea. Grow up. You know, maybe it's a former grow up. Like yeah. God knows. So how do we, you know, how do you navigate the? Oh, I can't have a finance condition in there with the. Hey, all I can tell you, and this sounds bad, is you know all the signs are there. Your numbers work. Everything. If you're comfortable with the value, I mean, I can't you're not going to get generally a mortgage guy to be like, go ahead. No conditions are going to be absolutely fine here. I'm going to send you an email so you can have backup. Like it's not <laughs> going to happen. So you're going to have to take the leap of faith and trust the person you're working with. And that's why you do a real pre-approval. So you have all the documents, right? But how else do you, you know, but the pre-approval doesn't help you buying like asbestos and mold behind the walls, right? No. Well, that's no, it, right? Not. There's wow. a lot of, so, there's a lot of steps. That's why the real estate agent, um, as well as, the experience of the buyer comes into play there. Yeah. If someone's very inexperienced and the agent and maybe they don't have the uh, as much experience or connection or whatever it is too, then of course 
having a financing condition is very important. It's, it's a big, it's a big transaction. You don't want to put yourself in a bad position, but over time, buyers become more experienced, agents become more experienced, and uh, you know, then you can talk to the mortgage broker who you've of course found through trial and error to make sure you got the right one, and you can trust that they've told you everything that need to. So as long as you're not lying to me, nothing changes, and as long as you think that house is the right house, then of course removing that financing condition. And that's why not a lot of people do it. And on our multiple offers, Daryl, just so you know, majority of them still have financing conditions. Really? I get 10 offers, seven out of 10 will have a financing condition. And do you ever take one with a condition on it? Sometimes, depends uh-huh. on all the other terms and offers. So, so you mentioned grow up there and I, it made me wonder like with the new regulations in the city, if people are actually allowed to grow at their houses now, right? Great, it's a gray area for another discussion you and I can talk about. Yeah, that's interesting so though. Banks, banks said no. Banks say banks no. Say no. Grow up, it's a grow up. That's it. I don't want to hear it. No, I'm joking. Yeah, but if it's a grow up, Daryl, and it's been a grow up, and the banks find out it's a grow up, it's stigmatized. Is that considered a grow up though? If a guy's growing for himself, you may not want to tell anybody about it if he's growing for himself. Yeah. So it was shut down and it was labeled as a grow up. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's a, a registry of some sort. That's yeah, an opportunity. Read the newspaper. Because yeah. I've had it where like I've sent like a deal off and I'm like, I just, you know, hey, here's a mortgage for approval. Buddy's buying a house or even re- I've had a refi and a purchase with this. And the bank sometimes like they'll Google the address. Like I've had bank email me and be like, hey, uh, did you know uh husband killed wife and house? You know what I mean? I'm like, what? Oh. And like Google, I'm like, damn. And 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 I've had, hey, check out this address. It was a grow up, like legit, like, you know, police report everything. And, you know, so yeah, that's, that's a real grow up. I mean, what? personal plants i don't think there'd be it wouldn't be online unless the guy's putting his address and pick yeah so he, keep it hush hush don't, yeah. say don't say anything official answer from mike no there you go <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll post a link to mike's answer on at the bottom of the of of the uh the video here yeah, uh okay but, uh, i really appreciate it mike this yeah, is thanks, uh, mike that was great yeah yeah this guys thank you schooling us in the mortgage business so i i really appreciate it my pleasure Anytime. that was great good to meet you yeah, you too. Very informative. You do land too? Depends. <laughs> how much, depends, like, depends on the purpose, how long you're going to build it in, all the questions, and it helps me figure out where to go. But yeah, we can do everything. 120% loan to value? I was thinking 140, but if you only want 120, then we can All right, stay on the call after. <laughs> all right, awesome, cool. Thanks, cool. guys. All right, nice. all right. Thank you. Yeah. Talk, talk to you, you guys soon. both soon. Yeah. See you, right. Bye. New on CuriosityStream, grab your decoder ring. We're cracking the world's most famous encryptions. From the mom who took down the mob to the Zodiac Killer. See how the pros hide their secrets in plain sight on Cracking the Code. Plus, it was impossible to recruit intelligence agents without recruiting war criminals. Meet the retirees of the Third Reich who gathered Cold War intelligence for the U.S. on Nazis in the CIA. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.